Hey everybody, welcome to the Paranormal Peeps podcast. We have a great uh, show for you tonight. Um, however, before we get started, let's uh, introduce who we got around the, uh, the table. It's a little uh, sparse tonight. A little. A little. <laughs> <laughs> so we have... Jamie. And Josh, and that is it. <laughs> so everybody else uh, uh, is not able to be here tonight. So it's just the two of us. And watch everybody just turn the channel now. <laughs> <laughs> There's always that possibility, I guess. <laughs> um, tonight uh, we are going to be talking with a uh, animal communicator and a psychic medium. Yeah, her name is Samantha Jones. So without further ado, let's get started. All right. So we're here uh, talking with Samantha Jones. She's an animal communicator and a psychic medium. Welcome, Samantha. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, so when did you... Uh, sorry, hold on a sec. <laughs> She's got the notes. <laughs> no problem. Um, when did you realize that you had uh, the gifts of like animal, animal communication? Uh, with the animals, the first thing that I remember, I was about seven years old. And I had this dachshund who had gotten out. She wasn't fixed and met a boy dog. And long story short, she was pregnant. And so I wanted to keep her safe when I was playing with a bunch of my friends. And so I asked her in my head. I just I closed my eyes and I said to her, I'm afraid that you're going to get hurt just go in your doghouse and that's exactly what she did she turned around and walked to her doghouse and I was seven years old I was like okay that was a coincidence you know how that I didn't do anything special but I kept having these like times when I just knew that there that what the animal needed or you know um like I would have friends that would have animals and I could just pick up what their dog was feeling or needed and, and that was hard because you know you can't tell an adult your, your dog doesn't like their food you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I was pretty young. Pretty young. Wow. So, like, does it... <clears throat> so, is it just pictures or, like, feelings and emotions? Or is there any, like, actual, like, v like verbal-ish communication that they communicate back with? Yeah, I think that everybody's different. But for me, I... It comes in in a few different ways. Pictures are usually number one. They show me visions... Um, and I think that's because they don't really speak our language, you know? Right. And so they show a lot of pictures and I do get feelings when I do an animal reading, if it's for a living pet, I usually do a body scan to see how they're feeling. And so sometimes I'll even feel that inside my body, what they're feeling. Um, as far as words go, I hear things. It's in my own voice though. So, you know, I don't really know if that's coming directly from the animal or from like my spirit guides or whatever. I assume it's coming from the animal, but they, that's what they tend to use the least is like the verbal. Okay. Imagine that can be kind of challenging because like animals don't like, like you said, they don't communicate on our same level. So like, I'm yeah. sure the picture's a little bit sometimes disjointed. Yeah, exactly. So you kind of have to piece that together, what they're trying to convey. That I do a lot of lost pet readings, mm -hmm. and that's something that I have an issue with because people are like, street names, can you give me street names? Well, the animal, they're not looking at the street signs when they're, when they're crossing by. So I'm seeing things like shapes and, and colors, you know, like trees and fences and different things. But street names you don't normally see because the dog doesn't look at that, dog or cat doesn't look at that. Oh, exactly. Is that something you've had a lot of success with, like finding lost pets that way? It's very difficult. Um, usually, I don't find the pet. That's usually not my goal. I have um, kind of a list that I send the clients if they want the lost pet reading that states that, too, that I'm in California. You know, if wherever you are, I don't know what it looks like. So it's really, really hard to exactly find where the animal is. But what they do is they show me what's around them or they'll show me like I had a dog that I was working on that uh, was picked up by an older man in an older yellow car. And so that's what I see with the lost pets. So I don't get the locations. I just get clues. So what I tell people to do 
always is signs. And that's what seems to find the animals. If I give them signs of like, I give them clues of different things to look for, then they put up signs in that area. We have a lot of success that way. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause like, I know like losing a pet, you know, if they go missing, like that's heartbreaking for oh, yeah. a lot of people. It's hard. It's one of the harder things that I do, for sure. Does uh does your does the communication only work with like domesticated animals or does it work for like all animals? No, it works for all animals. Actually, yesterday my husband and I were at lunch and there was this bird. I don't know what it was. It was a black bird, but it was like the size of a blue jay and it had this horrible piercing scream. And I was like, I wish that he would shut up cuz you know, we're trying to enjoy our lunch. And my husband's like, why don't you just communicate with him? And I was like, oh, duh. So I did, and he shut up, and he went to the other side of the patio. So, yeah, it can it can be done. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I wish I could do that when, like, the neighbor's dog's barking. Right. I do that. I do that, yeah. Absolutely. That's That's one of my top things is shut the neighbor's dogs up. So there's definitely yeah. perks. Right? <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh Let's see. Um, can you give us a good example? Like, what's what's like a humorous example of animal communication that you've had? Anything that's like just well, kind of comical? Yeah. Um, a lot of times they do these things um, like to show us, you know, different things about their personality. And so I had a lost pet that I was working on this one time. And the first thing that he did was start talking to me in Spanish, which I thought was really funny because I'm like, I don't speak Spanish, you know? So I figured that was his way of telling me that his family spoke Spanish. But yeah, they have really funny personalities. I love it. That's awesome. Like right now my dogs want to start barking. And so I'm telling them, I'm doing an interview and we've already had this talk. <laughs> They're like kids, right? You got to tell them multiple times. <laughs> they are. Oh, wow. It's, that's exactly what they're like. Exactly. Uh, I see your kitty there in the background. Oh, yeah. One of many. Yeah. One of, yeah. One of many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got a, we got a few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's our mischief maker. Which one is no. that? Oh, Willow. That's Willow. That's Willow. So. Oh, I love that name. Um, yeah, with the, uh, I lost my train of thought. Did you want to move on to the psychic? It happens to me all the time. Oh, I had a, I had a question and I was like about the animal (laughs) stuff and I'm like, oh, I lost it. Um, (laughs) we'll come back to it. If I, if I, if it comes back to me, we'll, we'll ask it. Oh, I have one though. I, I do have one. Like, say like you're out for a walk or a hike and you're in nature have you ever had like um, a wild animal, such as like a deer or anything, that like comes to you asking for any kind of assistance or help? That's a really good question, and you know what? I'm sure that I have. Um, I'm not really like the the closest story that I can think of is that I've had some squirrels that like I felt they were like you know feed us and they'll just sit there and stare at us like <laughs> animals do really weird things when my husband and I are out I'm sure he remembers <laughs> some stories that I don't but it's it's like a mild version of Snow White you know it's like <laughs> the animals they want to talk to you so we see weird things all of the time all the time but I haven't really had one that I, I don't think I've had one like reach out for help that I could think of. Right. But that's a great question. I'll you have to should, think about that one. You should tell them to come clean your house. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. It's like, I don't have time today. To do. Come yeah. sweep my floors. You know? It works for do Snow my dishes. White. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, have you ever had like uh, an animal spirit seek you out to find its owner, like to communicate with its owner? Yes, absolutely. I actually have that a lot where people will hire me for like um, a reading for themselves or like a spirit reading and then their animals will come through. That happens all the time. Um, As far as like reaching out, um, you know, sometimes I I get random things from different spirits, but I don't think so much from animals. No, not so much there, but they do come in in the readings like from the other side and that type of thing. Okay. Okay. Are you able to look at like photos, just um, like a family photo and see like 
the spirits of maybe loved ones or animals in it, even though they're not physically in that photo? Yes. A lot of times I, I do see those kinds of things. Um, I usually see their personality come out in those. Mm-hmm. Um, like they'll show me if they were funny, they'll be doing something silly. Um, you know, but animals too. Yeah, absolutely. Always in, in the pictures. And even like family gatherings, I always feel like even the, the animals there sometimes, you know, not just the human spirits. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That is neat. <laughs> yeah. I love I'm that. very gifted. I mean, very blessed. I love, love my job so much. What is the strangest animal that you've ended up communicating with? That's another good question. Um, well, I communicate with a lot of um, horses. Those are my favorite. Um, as far as like, I would say probably snakes um, oh, wow. are one of the weirdest that you would think. I actually like I'm afraid of snakes. I don't want to handle them. I don't want to get near them. But they have the cutest personalities. So <laughs> like there was one time that this cobra got loose in the city that we live in. And I saw him on the, the picture of him on the internet, and he was so sweet. And I was like, that, "That's a sweet cobra." Like they had a, a, they ended up getting like a Twitter form and everything. And I followed him on his Twitter. Like I fell in love with this snake. So, but yeah, they're they're fun to talk to them. Wow, any marine life at all? Um, yeah, I've I have talked to fish. I don't think that I've actually like gone to an aquarium or anything and, and talk to the animals there. I tend to not, I try not to do that unless, you know, I'm trying to do something for work or whatever, mm-hmm. because I don't want to know what's going on. I, I hope that they have a good life and that kind of thing, but I don't want to know. So I, don't, I usually don't communicate and things like that, but like fish and fish tanks and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, those, but those are kind of tough sometimes too, you know? Kind of, because, I, but fish don't have a lot going on, right. so it's usually, you know, not really well, much s- to it. But especially in captivity, it would I think going yeah. to uh, you know like an aquarium where they have like some sharks and sea turtles and stingrays and whatever. I think that could be maybe quite heartbreaking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's why I just I just don't. <laughs> It'd be overload. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm guessing that that kind of goes for zoos as well. Like you just mm-hmm. don't want to know. Yeah, sometimes like we have a zoo here that um, it's just a small college zoo, and so I have done some there just to see because I know that these were animals that you know they weren't like caught or anything; they were rehab. Mm-hmm. So I have done that, um, and I would like to do more of that. I'm just really sensitive, but I'd like to know like the stories of these animals in the zoos that have been rescued. You know. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Like, I remember we went yeah. to, uh, we have this zoo up and we went to in Washington. It's called uh, Point Defiance. Mm. And they would have uh, like a golden eagle uh, and a bald eagle there mm. that were injured and they can't fly anymore. So they're, they're just yeah. rehabbing them and, and keeping them in captivity. But it'd be interesting to, yeah, it'd be interesting to, to see what yeah. they saw, you know, in the wild. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Raymond. What else you got? Um, that's it for animal. For animal? Yeah. Oh, I'm fascinated by it. <laughs> it's it's honestly something I've never heard of. Really? Yeah, never. Oh. Um, we've been on a couple investigations with a gal who could see uh like the spirits of animals. Um, oh, that's cool. It, and it was one where um we have this town it's called thistle i don't know if you ever heard of it in utah it's called thistle but i don't think so um there was a landslide uh, it's either an earthquake or a la- i think it was, it was a an, flood it was an earthquake that i think caused a landslide that caused a flood <laughs> yeah and uh it ended up just submerging this entire town and so this farmer lost his entire head of cattle his entire herd oh, wow. um and so we were at this house um and it's on uh, private property, but we had permission to be there. And uh, he was out there with his cows, like just watching over his cows. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. It's just. I love that. Yeah. Uh, but it was just something I've never, like, I've never known someone who can, like, you know, theory, you know, be the horse whisperer, so <laughs> to speak. So to speak. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, it, you know, it makes for an interesting life. I'll tell you that. Um, not all good because, like I said, I am very sensitive. I have a really hard time with any kind of animal abuse or neglect or anything like that. I have to stay away from rescue work. We just rescued a dog recently. And sometimes I'll get little pieces of what happened to her before she came to us. And I have to block them out because I don't want to know. Mm. At least not while she's alive. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. So oh. it has its ups and downs like a, like anything. Yeah. Yeah, I try to stay away from those videos, too, that show things like that, oh, animal yeah. cruelty, because I'll sit there yeah. and I'll ball. And it'll ruin my oh, whole day. Oh, me too. Was, yeah. My whole day. So. <laughs> <laughs> me too, yeah. Especially those ASPCA commercials. It's like, oh. yeah, that immediately. Flip the channel. With the song and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's not that you don't care. It's just you feel it on this whole other level. And it's just, like, yes. devastating to your very soul. And it's it's so hard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you there. Very hard. Yeah. So you, so it sounds like you've been like, uh, like at least an animal communicator for most of your uh, life. When did you find out that you yes. could talk to human spirits? It actually wasn't until about four years ago. Um, oh, oh wow! My mother died in two thousand and four, and I started experiencing all kinds of crazy things after she died. And it kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And then I actually uh, met a medium, long story short, who told me that I have these abilities. And so I started just trying to work on them and develop them. And they came really quickly, like so quickly I was overwhelmed and I didn't believe it at first. Because, you know, even though I could communicate with animals, I'll be honest, I still wasn't 100% convinced that psychics were real. (laughs) <laughs> and I know that may sound weird. I didn't put the two together. I was like, well, I can communicate with animals, but, you know, I, I don't know. It just seemed different, you know. Um, but I think because I already had that open that the people and other stuff came really easy and naturally to me. And and I am now a 100% believer that this is real. <laughs> and it's wild. Oh. So, um. So what was it that like? I mean, you went to a psychic. She told you that you had these abilities, but what what was it that that made you like say, you know what, I want to go full bore forward instead of like, hey, I want to shut that door. I don't want to go anywhere near it. You know what? Honestly, it was it was hard, and what it was was after I learned that I could connect, and I felt my mom on a different level that's what has kept me in this and has made me build this and i i don't want to be pushed away from it because i don't want to be without that presence like like that again you know what i mean so yeah yeah. wow that answered your question i lost my train of thought no that was perfect kind of like your mom (laughs) after she passed you know obviously she knew you had these abilities and it's like she helped you bring them out more through different channels. She, yeah. She's the other half of my story. Like, I plan to write a book, and really that's what it's about, is mm-hmm. how my mom dying was like, I felt like it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Oh, of course. And it ended up changing my life for the better. And wow. it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, to lose a parent, that's that's tough. Yeah. Yeah, it was really hard. Yeah. Was it something... I still tear up. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's natural, you know. Um, it, was it something unexpected, or was it something that you knew was coming? No, it was very unexpected. Well, she had been kind of sick, but it was asthma and stuff like that. No, you know, nothing that I really thought she was going to die from. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was in the hospital, and then the day after she got home is when she passed, and they had mm-hmm. given her like a double dosage of morphine and oh. I don't think she realized she had that much morphine. So that's what we think happened was that she just had too much morphine. Oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah, that's sad. That's that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It was really tough. I was only 26 and that was like my first death really mm-hmm. besides a couple of animals and it like that that hit yeah. yeah. It hits you hard. Yeah. It know, does, yeah. Especially when you lose somebody that you're so close with. Like, I lost my dad almost a year ago to the day. I'm sorry. And oh, wow. I still, it's hard, you it know? It is hard, yeah. I still have yeah. a really tough time. Do you feel him around you? Yes, he's around me. Yeah. And I have some of his ashes in my necklace here. 
but oh. his was brain cancer. So, um, you know, we had, had some... five weeks. Oh, wow. That's and still yes. really short. Yeah. It was really short. It was really hard. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I just, well, <laughs> I would love to communicate with him, with him for you someday. If you would like me to. Absolutely. Just send me over a picture of him. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We can definitely do that. Um, so like with the with the human communication, like you mentioned with the animal stuff, you can kind of turn it off and on. Is that the same way mm-hmm. with the human stuff, or is it really more, or is it more of like a constant bombardment? No, I, I learned early on that I could set rules, so I I do have some rules that certain times that they can't talk to me and, and those kinds of things. And for me, it's kind of like a click, like like calling them up. Right? It's like <laughs> using the telephone. And the phone rings and it takes a few minutes to connect, right? Or a few seconds to connect. That's kind of what it's like for me. Like, I'll get the ringing in my ear if they're trying to come through. And I do get, like, psychic visions, like, randomly and stuff like that. But, um, but no, I'm not bombarded. Um, I, yeah, I laid the ground rules for that a long time ago. Oh, that's and, good. And they listen very well. For anybody listening that has that problem, <laughs> they will listen to you. Just put those hard lines up there, right? You got to set your boundaries, that's absolutely. Right. Even with the spirits, yeah, that's right, absolutely. Have you ever been like out in public somewhere and you just have like a random spirit come up to you and say, you know, hey, <laughs> you know, so and so is over here. I need you to go tell them this. Um, luckily, no. Um, that is a boundary that I have set, and I don't want to do that. I at least not at this point in my career. Maybe mm-hmm. farther down the line, but my thing is, is that. You just never know how somebody's going to take that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I don't really, I'm really sensitive. I don't want to put myself in that position. So right. I will like feel things about people when I'm out. And like there was one time that there was this guy that was just surrounded and like white light around him. And I thought about it. I thought about approaching him, but I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm really shy. So that's hard for me. So I think the spirits understand that and they mm-hmm. don't push me on that. And I appreciate that. Absolutely. Like Teresa Caputo, she'll just talk to anybody. And I'm like, no, I'll, I, no. She'll just walk up to him. Hey, you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not that brave. Yeah, and I can imagine that for somebody, you know, having somebody else come up and say, hey, you, you know, so-and-so says this, that could be a little unsettling in yeah. a way. Because it's yeah, so out of the blue. People, I have seen people on Facebook that I have been drawn to mm-hmm. and that spirits have asked me to reach out. I have done that. Um, and that is very rewarding. And the people are normally open to it. You know, um, yeah, that that is definitely rewarding. That I can handle. Right. It's yeah. a little less face-to-face, so that helps. Exactly, yeah. You, can't, you don't see the look on their face when they think that you're crazy when they first see your message. So it's easier for me to handle. Yeah, it, it's always tough. Like when you're into the paranormal or, or you deal with the paranormal, people... You know, usually one or two reactions from them. It's either like, I'm not going to talk to you ever because I think you're the devil. <laughs> right. Right. Or they're like, that is so cool. Tell me more. Tell me <laughs> everything you know. <laughs> yep. And you know, to be honest, you never know which is which. Like some of the people that I thought were going to shun me for this have it. And, mm-hmm. and people that I thought would be okay with it weren't. And so you just, you don't know, you know, it's, it's hard to judge. Because people don't talk about it as openly as they should because they think that it's, you know, whatever, the occult or devil worshiping or whatever they want to think. Frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and we've talked about that on our podcast, too. We've talked about um, our religious beliefs as a a society and how that really affects Mm -hmm. um, one's outlook on the the paranormal and and, and those pieces. And so. um, Yeah, it does. Yeah. It makes me sad. But, yeah, I know some people mm. that I used to be pretty close with. And mm. I know, you know, they keep their distance now. Oh, so my. it's hard. But you have to be true to yourself. I can't not be me because some people aren't going to accept it. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you do readings all over the world. Yes. Where's, how can I put this? What is the furthest part of the world from where you're at that you've given a reading for? You know what? I'm not totally sure what the the furthest from me would be, but I'll tell you that Australia, I have a lot of clients in Australia. I'm in really? California. 
Um, I worked, I, one time, because I worked with a lost pet, so they give me their address when I worked with the lost pets. And when she gave it to me, it was like an island off the coast of Madagascar. Like oh, a wow. little island. Yeah, it was so <laughs> wow. cool. I was like, I told my husband right away, I was like, oh my gosh, the reading I just did was so cool because of the location, you know? People don't understand you can, this is, there's no like block, you know, with the space. It, it's telepathic. So there's, right. it's, you know, um, yeah. So all over the world. I've had clients all over the world. Wow. That must be amazing to be able to just like be in your own home and your own space and do all this remotely for clients all over the place. Yes. I'm very, very blessed. Oh, that's amazing. Do you find like, so like, working with the, the spirits over the world in those pieces, right? Like, is there, is there a, a, like a psychic language barrier or do they know how to communicate in the language that you understand? Well, that's a really good question. There is a language barrier, but it's in our heads. So, like, I can't speak for all psychics, but for me, if I'm not getting something, if I'm not understanding what they're trying to say to me, it's because my vibration isn't high enough to, to be able to talk to them on that level. So there isn't a language barrier for them. It's, it's what we do. So sometimes I'll even hear my mom, like, um, after I've meditated or like listened to music for a while and I get more open and I'll hear her go, oh, there you are. Because she couldn't get through to me because we weren't on the same vibration level. So, yeah. Oh, interesting. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah, because we've uh, we've investigated some places that have uh, German connection. And so we've like picked mm-hmm. up German EVPs. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but I was just wondering, because like, if you're talking to like a German soldier, right, chances mm-hmm. of them speaking English, especially if they're from like 1930 or 1940, like, it's pretty low. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Well, you're talking about telepathic communication. So like I'll hear the words, um, but I hear them in my own voice. But with somebody that's German, what I probably will hear just for a brief time is their voice with that accent. So that's something that I'll use to validate to the client that, you know, your, you know, your father was from Germany as a German accent or whatever. Some of the accents are hard to, to distinguish, but um, the language barrier with other, with other languages. No, I, I don't, I haven't had a problem with that for sure. Oh, that's neat. That yeah. is, that is neat. Cause um, I had answered, someone was asking me a question and they're like, you know, if you go to uh, like Peru, you know, and you're and you're investigating in Peru, and you're asking these questions, you're asking them in English, right? Like, do they understand what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because language is a man-made thing. We created it. Right. They don't even use it. They use telepathy, so they can work with us with our telepathy. Yeah, that's really neat. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool. <laughs> that's awesome. So during your readings, have you ever had, when you're giving a reading to a client, have you ever had like a spirit come through that does or says something really humorous or shows you something really funny that's just kind of comical? Always. Always. (laughs) Um, Especially the people that were funny. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a good, well, this wasn't during a reading, but this is kind of a cool paranormal story for you where the person was, the spirit was being very humorous. I used to do pet sitting and this client, their son had died. They didn't tell me this. I found out the hard way by meeting the spirit in the house. Um, but he had died by suicide. Oh and the first night that I walked into the house um, by myself, he said to me, aren't you scared? That was like the first thing that he said to me. And I said, why would I be scared? And he said, because the house is haunted. And I said, there's no such thing as a haunted house. And I flipped the light switch on and the light bulb went poof. (laughs) Yeah. But he started laughing so hard after that. And I was like, I went running. I was like, okay. I mean, I know that they can't hurt me. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Something like that happens to you. You don't think logically. You just. (laughs) You just react. You fight. Yeah, you react. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, that was that was a better one where he just laughed. He thought that was so funny. Oh and my, my mom will do things to me all the time. Things that she knows will just get like a little rise out of me. And then afterwards, I can hear her laughing. <laughs> oh they they like the humor there for sure. Oh, my goodness. So do you see the spirits as well and as feel them or is it more just a feeling? 
Um, I have seen some, not a lot. Uh, I'm thankful for that. But yeah, I, the house that we live in now, the, the original owner, I ran into him, his spirit, twice in one day uh, in this house. He's always wow. here, but I have seen him. Um, I have not, like, my mom and those, like, people that are really close to me, I haven't seen, like, apparitions of, and I appreciate that. I, I don't think that I want to. But I know when I see them that there's there's a real reason, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they don't use that for me very often. So right. there's a reason why they're there. Amazing. Let's see what else I got here. So you communicate with those on the other side, as you put it, right? Yes. So what are your thoughts on reasons of uh, maybe why spirit will remain instead of crossing over? And are you able to help those uh, that haven't crossed over cross over if they ask you? I think there's a lot of reasons why a spirit could have issues. Mm-hmm. Um, something jarring. Uh, we had here in my town, Thousand Oaks, we had a mass shooting. Um, I think it was like we're coming up on the third anniversary. And I went there and I, I felt that there were a couple of them that kind of felt their energy felt weird. Like they were still kind of here and they needed to be released. Um, so something like that, I could definitely see. There was one spirit that... Um, one lady that was hit by a car, uh, she was a crossing guard in the next town over. And I went to the area, I actually was like right there after it happened and I could see her spirit there. It was really kind of cool, but yeah. Wow. Are you able to help yeah, them though? Okay. I remember what you were, yeah, about yeah. being stuck here. So that those could be reasons why they're stuck here. Yeah. Yeah. Have you um, have you ever assisted the the police in finding either a missing person or in any of like the cold case stuff? Those types of things are really they're really difficult. Um, I have not. I, at first, I thought I wanted to get into that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and I started working on it. And I actually worked with families of a lot of missing people. And it gets very emotional because you see, like, there was one girl that I know where she is. I know where her body is, but they can't get to it because it's in, like, a swampy area. It's probably not even there anymore. So, you know, those are really, really difficult. Um, so I don't, at this point, I, I don't know that I want to work on those so much. Um, but also something that people don't really understand is that, like, like Gabby Petito. Okay, let's take this case, for example. I felt things about it, okay, mm-hmm. but I'm not talking to Gabby unless she comes to me or I have permission to talk to her by somebody close to her. I won't be able to connect to her. Right. I'll get things from my my spirit guides or whatever. So you need that kind of permission there. When you're working with the police, you have that permission, you know. So that's a, it's a little bit different, but you have to have that with the spirit in order to make the connection. Wow. That makes sense. It's kind of like yeah. It's kind of like making sure you have the number to dial somebody on the telephone so you actually talk yeah. to somebody. Yeah, that connection. And it's respectful too, you know. I mean, can you imagine? There were a lot of psychics that were saying that they were talking to Gabby, and I was like, "You guys aren't talking to Gabby." You know, if you were, she would be overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. She just died. Yeah. Well, and a lot of these people are using like you know their spirit boxes and stuff and claiming that Gabby's coming yeah. through, and yeah. That's it might be the spirit guides, but it's not. Yeah. I, I don't know how they do that. I really don't know, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not into that. Yeah. I'm no. a spirit box. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us need tools. Others yeah. don't. Others have them yeah. built in. <laughs> I'm a walking tool. So there you yeah, go. Exactly. So, um, do you think that like, everybody has the abilities, like has the innate ability to, to like, be a psychic or or talk to animals in that avenue and then it's just a matter of like opening that door or do you think it's like a like a select few i think everybody has the they could do it everybody could but i do believe that there are some of us that were chosen to have these on a different level that were chosen to help people and animals and then there are people that just use it you know 
for their own life or, or whatever. And so that might be on a smaller degree, but like my husband, he didn't have any of these kind of abilities when, when we met and now he's starting to build them and, and spirit starting to come to him. And so I absolutely believe that you can build them at any time, but absolutely we all have them. It's just a matter of what you want to put into it. And I kind of compare it to working out and like having a six pack. If you want to be good at this, you have to work it all the time. It's just, it's a muscle. You have to work it. So the more you work it, the better you'll get at it. If you don't practice it, if you don't use it, then, you know, cause I think we're all born with it. I think we even know that like the first few years of our life. Mm -hmm. And then we're just, we're turned off by people telling us that it's all imaginary that, Oh, right. you can't possibly see a person over there because you know, that's not real. Mm -hmm. So that it all, it gets turned off for us. That, yeah. that, and just, the outside world, you know, we're so wrapped up in the yes. daily grind that we don't shut down all this noise out here. And, you know, we're not quiet long enough or still long enough to let those things come in. And so we don't notice them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. exactly. So that's right. Yeah. There's a theory out there that the kids that, you know, like the young kids who have imaginary friends, there's the theory that those aren't really imaginary, that they're actually spirits. Right. I believe it. Absolutely, I believe it. Yeah, you know, and then of I course, probably had imaginary animals as a kid. I don't remember, <laughs> but I probably did. <laughs> yeah, and that's usually well before we have memories. Usually, I mean, exactly. for most people. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's crawling all over the soundboard. <laughs> yeah, she's like, are you talking to an animal communicator? <laughs> she's like, let me talk. <laughs> yeah, put me up to the camera. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. So what advice would you give somebody that like picks up on certain things and notices them and wants to build on that and kind of maybe open that door a little bit more for themselves? What What sort of things can they do to help bring that forward more? Well, the first thing that I did and what I tell people is the most important is practice because how are you going to know? And I know it's like, how do you practice right away when you've never done something? Well, okay, right. but how do you, how do you practice that? Do you know what I mean? Like the first thing that I did when I wanted to see if I could do this is I got a picture of somebody that had passed away and I just started saying everything that came to me. And I can't teach mediumship because honestly, for me, it, it was it was that easy. I just started right. connecting that quickly. Um, so I, I tell people, go to Facebook groups that are for learning and you can do different readings in there. People put up pictures of themselves or, you know, a spirit or whatever. And you practice on there, you know, practice with your friends that that will be supportive of you. Uh, and that I think that's the, really the most important thing. But then also understanding, like I said before, that this takes time and not to get discouraged because like when I first started, I thought that I would know everything mm -hmm. and I don't know most things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I have to connect. It's not just something that's always there. And, and right. I didn't realize that at first. And so I think if people understood more that, that just be patient with yourself and you're going to mess up and, you know, we all do. I'm really bad at like the the cards, you know, the Zenner cards. Yeah. I'm so bad at those. But I, I would get discouraged if I tried to just do those. You know what I mean? You have right. to practice with, with all kinds of things. So do you find that meditation something that kind of will help kind of center you and ground you a little bit and kind of open up with meditation? I don't think I could do my job without it. Mm -hmm. At first, it was really hard for me because I was learning to meditate and to talk to spirits at the same time. And with the meditation at that point, it was like any noise, any distraction, I would come right out of it. It was horrible, but I could feel it. Like I can still feel it if I haven't meditated, you know? Right. So yeah, it's it's absolutely. And, and that's, that's another important part. I thank you for bringing that up because that's another thing I tell people is you have to learn to meditate. And most people are like, well, I can't because, you know, my mind wanders. Well, your mind's supposed to wander. That's a part of meditating. You're supposed to learn to bring your mind back to center because that's what happens to us all the time. We're not, you know, without thought. We have to learn to bring it back. But it can be tough, but it's important. Good advice. Yeah, because I often feel that way when I try to shut my mind off and block out other things. I'm all over the place. Yeah. 
the more I feel like I try to block it out and quiet my mind a little bit to focus, the more I'm all over the place. So it's, it's hard. It's so hard. Yeah, (laughs) it is tough. It is, but it's kind of an art. Once you get the hang of it, you can do it anywhere. Like if I'm, if I'm out in public, like my husband and I went to the Rolling Stones concert, uh, like last week or something. And I have a a little fear of big stadiums like that, but I can go in the bathroom and I can calm myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't used to be able to do that. Now I can, I can calm myself and recenter myself. And that really, really helps. So it helps with things outside of my job too. Sure. Probably with anxiety and everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel a different person after I've meditated. And I imagine too, like most people that I've, that I've talked to who have abilities, they're also very sensitive to other people's moods and feelings. So I could imagine like going to a stadium would be like sensory overload. It is. Yeah, I'm an empath too. So I pick up people's emotions and feelings. And I, especially after COVID with being locked up for so long and then trying to get back to regular life, I get really overwhelmed really quickly. Um, So I'm very thankful for my ability to meditate on command because it has been hard for me. and, And I pick up uh, even when I'm doing readings, if somebody is like getting really anxious, I'll feel it. And so I have to have them calm down so that I can relax and bring my vibration up. So yeah, very right. sensitive to it all. I imagine empaths, you know, they're like sponges, you know, you kind of absor- yeah. absorb what others are giving off. And that can be so overwhelming and learning how to either block it or calm yourself down is probably crucial. Yes, absolutely. And that was something that took me a long time. And I still have a hard time. You know, if my husband's having a bad day and he wants to talk about it, I have to let him get, you know, up. I have to let him get kind of angry without me picking up on that yeah. so that he can get it out. But I don't absorb it. And that's really, really difficult, especially with somebody that you spend so much time with, you know, because you just absorb their their you know their energy naturally but yeah my husband has learned to calm down a lot since we started the spiritual journey and that has helped me tremendously (laughs) i bet it's like him in walmart i don't like him going to walmart because he comes (laughs) back and his energy has changed and he's just quiet and there's just this underlying something and then i get a bad attitude yeah just for no reason well, they've it's said, weird, right? It's yeah. weird. It's weird. Yeah. They say that Walmart's so fast the, too. Yeah. Yeah. They say Walmart's the worst place to go if you're empathic because you're just going to pick up everybody's awfuls, awfulness. I believe yeah. it. <laughs> Misery. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. So kind of centering and clearing yourself when you come home from places like that is probably also very crucial. I'll keep that in mind. Just it to is, clear yeah, and release absolutely. it. Yeah. I need my for me. I need quiet time. I just need to be alone for a little while. Yeah. And I can, I, I don't necessarily, sometimes I have to meditate, but a lot of times it's just, I just need some quiet. Yeah. You know? And it, yeah. A little bit better. of peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so are you able to like look at people or, or, or like just talk with people in, in, are you able to pick up on their abilities if they have any? Yes, I do. Actually, I I have many stories about that. But one of my favorites is uh, at the very beginning of learning about my abilities, I did a reading for this girl, Nisha. And her mother had just passed and we were talking about it and she was asking me all kinds of questions. And her mother said, why doesn't she just ask me herself? And so I said that to Nisha. I was like, why don't you just ask her yourself? And she's like, I can't talk to her. And I was like, no, you can, though. A couple months later, I heard from her that she, her abilities were so built up that she started her own Facebook group and she was doing readings for people. And she is one of the best mediums that I know. She's one of the few that I go to. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. What a way to discover you have abilities. Right? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, amazing. Well, sometimes people are told they have abilities and then they tell them, they tell everybody else, no, I don't. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Or, or I see the personal look there. <laughs> you know, when I first, the first year that I knew that I was a medium, I didn't want anybody to know. 
because I thought that people would judge me too harshly. Right. It took me a long time to come out of the psychic closet. But you know what I I think is important on the spiritual journey is that you are yourself and that those people that don't want to be around you because you have a special gift that they don't understand, they don't need to be around you. And 100%. I learned that, you yeah. know, and it changed my life. So that's my advice to people too is don't don't be shy. Yeah. Don't be shy. Yeah. 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 Well, and some people who are told that they have abilities, I think it's more or less that they don't want to be told that they do. They don't want to put out there that they do and then be totally wrong that's and, true. And, feel, yes, and feel silly and stupid, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. that that's a, something that's hard. I have too. <laughs> a hard time reading for like my, my friends mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. sometimes because yeah. I do feel like, oh my gosh, what if I'm wrong? And I know myself better than that. You yeah. Know? Yeah, but it took exactly. a long time for me to build up that kind of confidence. You know, that didn't come overnight. And like I said, I still get nervous. And if I put on the spot, like, you know, can you read this person for me? Sometimes I'm like, <gasps> you, you know? draw a blank. You're like, I don't know. Yeah. I, what am I doing? That. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And I imagine that, you know, even though you're well tuned into your abilities, I imagine that you're always constantly learning and growing in them. Oh, yeah. I, I think oh, yeah. that never that stops. It's never going to end. Yeah. Yeah. That's never going to end. And that, that is cool. Um, like there's some things that I really am not good at yet. Like names. I mm-hmm. don't get spirit names very well. Um, my husband and I went to see, oh gosh, what was his name? This, there was a, a famous medium when we went to see him and he's so good with names. So good. He brought my, my mom came through and he was like, does, does the name Linda make sense to you? And then he started repeating it, Linda, Linda, Linda. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, I want to be able to do that. And sometimes I get them, like if I'm I'm typing, you know, the, like the, I will actually have the word that I'm typing change to the spirit's name. So it's like they're helping me with that. Wow. Um, but so far, I'm not really great as, at like picking up like, okay, this spirit, their name is such and such. Um, right. So I'm hoping one day that I'll be able to do that. But Something that I think um, happened has, is happening a lot is that it opens your eyes to the possibilities of what's actually out there. Mm-hmm. That things that I never thought that I would believe that I believe in now that they they keep handing you that stuff because you can't handle it all at once. So that's a learning process too, because you couldn't handle it. Like all the things that I that I learned so far. If they, one time they were like, "Here's this book all at once." No, you got it just like school. You got to take your time and, and learn it. And there's a lot. And I know I'll never stop learning. Never. Right. And that's part of the, That's, you know, like in the paranormal and what we do, we never stop learning. No. Yeah. You know, ever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and I actually love that part about it because it, there's that's, so much. It's always going to be interesting. It's always going to be this growing process. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Always love finding it. new things. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And do you think it's something like, that your spirit guides kind of hold kind of block it in certain aspects to kind of protect you because you're not ready at that point or yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's just things like simultaneous time. I have a really hard time with that concept. So whenever my husband starts talking about it or somebody else, like my mind goes, it's because I'm not ready. I'm not ready. for <laughs> yeah. that yet. Like there's other things that need to come first before I could even possibly understand that. Right. Um, yeah. That's happened with a lot of different things. Aliens. I'm, I'm thankful for it because yeah, it, it takes a little time to absorb all of that. Yeah. Aliens scare me. <laughs> <laughs> Do they? Oh, no, no. Oh, I don't know why. We, it's we're just the ones that should, we shouldn't be afraid. <laughs> they're afraid because we're the hotheads, not them. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> yeah. It's just that unknown. There's there's something about them that I don't know, and I'm I'm guessing it's just yeah. a matter of it's not knowing what you know why they're here and what they're sure. visiting for. But I think it, I think more or less they're observing us, studying us. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Trying yeah. to maybe even help us, but keeping a safe distance because mm-hmm. you know I don't blame them. I don't either. No. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> no, we're, we're we're not a friendly planet. No, no, we're we're a shoot first, ask questions, right? Dissect later. Exactly. Yeah. So why would they want to come here? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's like why? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the ones I still struggle with, um, and I it, and it's weird too because it's like I believe in 
you know, most everything paranormal, and then you get to that, and it's like, ah, I don't know. If really? I still, yeah. You don't know if you believe yeah. in aliens? in aliens, yeah. And I, but and, aren't we silly to think in the vast universes and, and galaxies out there that we're the only ones? Oh, absolutely. It's kind of naive on our part. Absolutely, but I think it comes down to the whole seeing is believing thing. Like I've seen spirits. Yes. I've interacted with spirits, so I know they exist. Yeah. Because I can quantify it, but like quantifying an extra, like an interstellar or interspace being or interdimensional, depending on how you believe aliens live, it's like that becomes something that's beyond my logic circuits. So, what you're saying is you're like an open minded skeptic of it. Like you're not closed (laughs) off to it, you're open minded, but you need more. I need a lot more. Okay. (laughs) And it it might be one of those things like when I die. And the, the some of the yeah. mysteries of the universe are, are revealed. It's like, okay, I'm good. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. But you know what? I was like you before I started the spiritual journey. My husband would watch ancient aliens and they would talk about how like the pyramids align with the stars or whatever. And I would be like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> now I totally buy it. Yeah. Totally. So sometimes you just maybe need a spirit to tell you for themselves what's what's real yeah you know i think that's what did it for me when we live like we live in utah and we live in a big like ufo hotspot. Mm-hmm. oh i bet yeah so yeah. they probably have i can't remember what they're called but they have like ufo get togethers and stuff oh wow um <laughs> they yeah do. i don't i can't remember the guy's name but there's this guy that's really into this and he he does this whole like thing where people go out camping and they bring in the ufo ufos i don't know you know, never been to one, but interesting yeah. though. Well, and that's like Skinwalker Ranch out here too. Yeah, just you know, like oh yeah, centered around all the UFOs and stuff. So, amongst other yeah. things, amongst paranormal. other things, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. For sure. <laughs> so, have have you ever been on a paranormal investigation? Um, professionally, no, but I have been to places that I didn't expect spirits that that. What's the, I don't want to use the word haunting, but that occupied these places. Right. Um, the spirits that came to me when I was there. So I didn't really go out looking for them mm-hmm. so much. Um, but yeah, I, I'll pick up those things. I would love to do it. I, my husband and I have talked about like going to New Orleans and doing oh. like a, a ghost oh. tour there or something. I would love to do that. I that think would, it would be, be so amazing. Much fun. <laughs> yeah, we have. Um, there's a company here in Utah that does uh, haunted tours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nice. So if you ever get out this way, we can definitely yeah. get you hooked up and get you in, into some places. And uh, I'd love to, yeah, for sure. So, um, so we've talked a lot about human spirits. Um, do you pick up on the inhuman ones as well, or just the human ones? What do you What do you mean by inhuman? Uh, like the, like the angels, angels, demons, or, and then the plethora um, of things that have never had a human body. Elementals. That's a good question. I don't know if I've ever connected to a spirit that hasn't had a human body. I don't. I don't think so. Um, so my personal belief is that demons do not exist. I believe the only evil is humans. Um, so. No, I, I haven't. But but angels, yeah. I, my husband and I have a podcast too, and we did an episode on different like archangels, and I have connected with them. Um, but I would say that's probably the, the extent of that is is the archangels. Okay. Yeah, everyone's got their own uh, theories of, Absolutely. of mm-hmm. the good and evil uh, battles of the world. Absolutely. Well, I don't believe yeah. you ever really know until it's your time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you're not going to sure. know. That's uh, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. So, and the thing is, the paranormal—it's it, so broad, mm-hmm. it's so open, very, and yeah. nobody knows even uh, you know a tenth of a percent of all mm-hmm. any of it that's out there. No, no, we don't. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Sure. So, and I think I, I honestly think we're not meant to. Like, mm-hmm. like you know what? You, no. And you know why? Because our human brains, sorry, there go my dog. <laughs> our human brains would not understand it. They just yeah. wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to understand. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. So they just, we just don't. And we'll learn those things after we go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So you mentioned you have a podcast. Um, what's the name of your podcast? It's called Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. And it's just basically my husband and I talking about something, you know, like we'll pick a topic and then we discuss it. Uh, and we love it. That's why we call it Philosophy Chatter, because we used to like, well, we still do, sit around and just talk about nothing and have these big, deep discussions. Mm -hmm. And we were like, people would probably think we're crazy, but there's people, too, that would probably love this. So that's when we started the podcast. Oh, that's awesome. How long have you guys been around? Almost three years. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're, um, this week is episode 132. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Leaps and yeah, bounds ahead of us. We've been going at it for a while. <laughs> yeah. uh, where can people find you? Um, they can find us. We're on Facebook and Instagram is at Spiritual Joneses. I know that our name is kind of hard to find. So that I tried to make it easy with at Spiritual Joneses. You can even Google it that way and find us that way. Or my website, samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. There is a link to the podcast on there as well. Perfect. Perfect. So we just want to say, you know, thank you for, you know, spending an, about an hour with us and kind of hanging out. And That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yes, you guys are very easy to talk to. You never know what <laughs> you're going to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, are they skeptics? Are they, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're, I think, of, you know, anyone that claims to be a psychic or have gifts, I'm, I'm naturally uh, open-mindedly skeptical about them because there's... As you should be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just because there's been so many people that have uh, used used it to, you know, um, defraud people yeah. And, yeah. and stuff. And it's just, it's just not very... Absolutely. Not very good. Yeah. Yep. I agree. For sure. You should absolutely make sure before you get a reading from somebody that you check their kind of their um, not references, but like recommendations. Mm -hmm. um, and also, if anybody ever says to you that, like, they can remove a curse, it's going to cost you extra, though, those types of things run, yeah. run. Yeah. That a, a real medium will not try to add on and tell you that, you know, they can build a, a replica of your boyfriend out of clothing that they buy at Walmart, you know, stuff like that. Oh my goodness. Red flag. Please run. People buy it. They buy into it. Oh, oh my gosh. My. If I do this, you know? Um, so no, I tell people don't, don't ever know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything else? I'm out. All right. Thank you so much Thank for you guys uh, so much. This has been great. Now yes. I'm going to go look into like animal communication more <laughs> because I am just so interested in learning more about it. It's the very world needs more animal communicators. So. <laughs> it's so fascinating. Yeah. So fascinating. Yeah. I love it. So thank you so Thank much, you. Samantha. This was great. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. All right. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Ready? Mm-hmm. So that was our interview and our conversation with Samantha Jones. I hope you, uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed it. I know uh, we did. Absolutely, a lot of interesting uh, things there. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I never heard of someone uh, being an animal communicator before um, or using that terminology. So I think that was, for me, that was the most interesting thing to uh, to listen to that part. Absolutely eye opening, um, fascinating. Absolutely. Honestly, yeah. You know, um, I guess it's always interesting, you know, being pet owners ourselves. Um, I've always wondered, you know, what's going on in their minds. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to have those abilities to actually kind of get a little more insight into what they're actually saying? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> what they're really trying to tell you. And sometimes I think it would be scary because I think there's some, some of our cats that might just want to take over the world. They're plotting. Yes. I know they're plotting. No. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if you guys want to know more about uh, Samantha Jones or even schedule a reading, you can go to her webpage, with this, which is samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. Mm -hmm. And her readings, it looks like, start at $35. Yep. For how long? Uh, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. So she'll do a nice short reading for you. Um, she, does, she does say that she can do the animal communication in that manner as well. So if you have lost a pet or if your pet is suffering from um, unknown uh, issues... Um, she may be able to help you she out. She may be able to help. So, 
Um, she also has a podcast out there. Um, her, there's links to her podcast on her page, so you can guys listen there. Um, and for us, you can find us on Facebook. Yes, you can find us on Facebook at Cold Spot Paranormal Research as well as uh, Paranormal Peeps Podcast. Yeah, and you can also find us on Instagram at uh, Cold Spot underscore Paranormal underscore Research. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys too. Give us some feedback. Tell us how we're doing. Um, any suggestions? What would you like to hear? Yeah, leave us a review. Go to, uh, you know, wherever you're listening to the podcast. Go in there, give us a review, give us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. So all feedback is is uh, is good. You know, can't get it any better if we don't know what we're doing wrong. So you guys uh, have a wonderful and enjoying evening, and stay ghosty, my peeps. Thank you for listening to the Paranormal Peeps Podcast. You can find us on social media at Twitter at CPR Paranormal, on Facebook at Paranormal Peeps Podcast, and Cold Spot Paranormal Research. And you can find us on Instagram at Cold Spot underscore Paranormal underscore Research.